Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another amazing episode of Talent Takeover Unfiltered. You know, all episodes are fantastic, but this one we have an extra special guest, which is Jessica Reynolds, our very own of Talent Perch. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. We're so happy to have you, Jess. I'm like, this is really exciting for me for you to get to join this. You're such a a big part of it behind the scenes. So really excited to put you front and center and you get to tell us your story. So if you kind of, uh, and don't forget, you have, you have all people know you're going to hit us with a really good road to boss tip at the end. Yes. Yes. So you have to listen to the very end. I hope we're on the social media for this, so I will find you. I'll find you. Don't ever leave me because I'll find you. Well, speaking of don't ever leave me because I'll find you. Um, and don't ever leave me. That segues right into beautifully Jessica's story and telling us it's really good for our listeners to hear. Um, Jessica specifically transitioned um, out of an RC role into many hats. There's been many different roles, current title, strategic project leader, but this episode is fully applicable to anybody that is looking to transition out of their current role. What steps she took, what steps anybody can take. It doesn't have to be role specific. So um, would love to just get started, Jess. You can start wherever you want in your career. Um, I'll let you choose how you want the story to flow. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long-underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. I think... um... A little bit of back story would be interesting since most of the audience does know, not know me. Um, I am born and raised in Southern California, lived there for like 25 years of my life, and we packed up and moved to Texas. Once we moved out here, my husband had to go back into the corporate world, and I was still working retail, and we were on two different schedules. And I, didn't, I did not like that. We wanted to be able to explore this new state and city that we were in, so I was actively applying anywhere and everywhere for like a receptionist role or any kind of admin office work, just really get my foot in the door. Yeah. I had interviewed for a staffing agency and they needed an internal, um, what do they call us? Like an operations coordinator. So I helped with their onboarding, I-9s, W-4s. Anytime you had a new temporary replacement, I was that person's point of contact and ran everything from beginning to end until they ended their assignment, closed that all out. I also helped with my recruiters a little bit there with sourcing. Um, they had like a general inbox that would come in and we had a team that had a full desk um, side and they broke it up by alphabets. So I would go in, look at the resumes, and really what I was supposed to do is just send the resumes over and let the recruiters dig through them. And I'm like, well, if I'm in here, I'm looking, I want to try to learn. So I would send resumes over with my notes of like, I think this person looks really great for this position, or I think they would just be a great candidate for you, or if I was unsure. And so that's a little bit of how I kind of got my recruiting stripes is just by sending out 
their resumes with like my thoughts and then they would come back to me. I had some recruiters not so nice and then I had some others that were willing to coach me and say, oh yes, like let's talk about this and that. So that was really awesome. Um, I was there for a year and I was driving from, you know, Texas. I was driving from Frisco, Little Elm area all the way to Addison and that is about an hour commute and you have to pay tolls. So I absolutely hated sitting in traffic and paying to sit in traffic. Um, so I said, not going to happen. And I had a friend who knew a friend at an office in Frisco. So about 20 minutes close to my house. And I got to be a sourcer and the front desk person there. So main point of contact for anyone that was walking into the agency would help greet the candidates, get them set up. But I would also help my recruiters with sourcing. And so I would sit in their Monday morning meetings to go over job orders, see what was going on. And I would ask questions. If I was unsure about what something meant, um, it was a small office and they were really great about like helping me um, just learn anything that I can. And so I was there, was completely happy, never thought I would leave. And I got recruited out of there to go work for Capital One. So here comes kind of the bigger companies under my belt. Mm -hmm. I was contracted for Capital One as a recruiting coordinator. Um, I'll make that brief short, but while I was there, again, try to just take on any little thing that I can. Um, Left there, trying to think, went to Nation Star and was there for a little bit too, was an, another operations coordinator, and they were severely lacking a candidate experience and an onboarding process, even a recruiting process. And they kind of had a bad rap um, back in the day when I was there. And so I was like, we need to change this. Coming off of a contract with Capital One, who is full white glove service, you roll out the red carpet, like any like almost like a VP level that was coming on to interview, they had a department host. So I would walk those individuals around the campus and take them to their interviews. Like that's the level oh, of wow. service that they, yes, had. So coming to Nation Star, I was like, oh, if you're trying to compete, we've got to, we've got some work to do. Um, so luckily was given the chance to implement new um, SLAs for our recruiter times um, and even recruiters when they needed to send us information, how long um, a rec could be sitting on our plate to, before we scheduled offer letters, you know, those are huge and how to list out like the importance. Cause we had some RCs that had never had any experience and you absolutely have to know how to prioritize your day. And the number one thing, if you have it on your plate, it's gotta be an offer letter. Like that's number one that has to be sent out. Like that's crucial um, for it. And so just trying to teach the other RCs of, just things that I've learned and was like, Hey, I've seen this tip. This is kind of how it works. All of this was there. Then went into an agency recruiting and I did full cycle accounting and finance recruiting. Um, I worked with the manager beforehand. So, you know, I got the job there and I liked it at first. The money is nice. Um, but the pace and I felt like I almost had to sell my soul to the devil um, to be doing some stuff. And I, I refuse to do that when it's you're asking me to check my integrity and you want me to do something that I would not normally do. That's where I have an issue. And I'm very firm in it's my reputation. I have a high level of integrity in what I expect for myself. So I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. Um, and so we eventually parted ways. 
And this is where my story with Taylor began. I, um, before I had even parted ways, I was already kind of actively looking because at that time, Toyota was the big company out here. It was huge when they announced that they were coming to Texas. So I had been looking and was like, it would be really cool to go work for Toyota. It would cut my commute in half. And luckily got a phone call. Um, it was an RPO agency that they worked with and he did a phone screen with me, passed my information over to Taylor. Got can to just, just can we pause you there for a second yeah, before your, your work romance starts with Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> just because I, I, you said some really good nuggets. I want to make sure people understand, but first and foremost, you're what I, what I heard was that you had to ask a lot of questions. So that is scary in itself. How do you ask questions in a room who people, technically the people are more senior to you and not feel dumb? It's just all about confidence. It's all about how I deliver it. Um, I definitely internalize everything in my head. Um, sometimes I will stumble and I'll fumble in my words because you do get nervous and I'm like, uh, so sorry, let me try this again and just let them know, am I understanding this correctly of like what, you know, if they're saying this, is this my, you know, is this what you mean? Um, so it is hard, but it's just, it's kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. That's what I was um, just going to ask you if you agree. <laughs> I mean, like that's used so much. And I think sometimes people, oh, it's overplayed, but that's so freaking true. Like, it's crazy. We just had yeah. me and Jess just had this conversation yesterday about like all the scenarios in which we've faked it till we could make it specifically together. Like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And I, w I was sharing with her. I was like, I just had this moment where I wanted to tell her that I, how proud I am of her. And I've seen her confidence since we first started working together to today and how she shows up in meetings and how she's like just an extension of me, like exactly what I'm like, she just says exactly what I would want a person. Like I would say, you know, I'm just so like a mama bear, so proud of her, but I've seen her confidence just, and all the time we work together, it's just, it's, it's, she was already confident. Don't get me wrong. But like the way she shows up now and shows up in front of CEOs and I'm just, I'm like a proud mama, you know, I'm like really impressed. So yeah. anyways, Let's yeah. get back into it. But. <laughs> well, I can't help but like hear these things like you've done all of these different things and I can't help you like, how did you get this experience? Who taught you this? It seems like you taught yourself and you just like kept digging and digging, digging, you know, for answers um, and you kind of just won it and you grabbed your lady balls and you went, you, you came to work. <laughs> Yes. Okay, let you go. Yes. And Google is my best friend um, for it. There's a lot of times where I've been tasked with projects and it's like, okay, Josh, you've got it. And in my head, I'm like, no, I've never done this before, but I'm going to go look at Google and start there. And that's really how it is because I came from a background where I graduated high school. I did not finish college. I did some college, then worked into retail and kind of got into that space. So now coming into the corporate world, I had to ask a lot of questions because I was not getting that school of like when you're in there and you're learning about business and they're teaching you those things. I was living real life experience. So I needed to ask those questions because I knew I didn't always want to be an operations coordinator. I knew when I got there, that wasn't going to be my forever position or my forever company. I knew I wanted to be able to grow. I thought I would go the recruiter route. Um, I don't like breaking people's hearts and telling them, sorry, like your assignments ended or, you know, you just didn't get the job. That's the part that's hard because I do tend to connect with my candidates and want to know, especially if I was going to place them in a permanent position, this is their livelihood. This 
it's a make or break. I want you to be happy and successful there. Um, so yeah, absolutely could not do that. Oh. Kind of just stuck with the RC route. And then, uh, like I said, got hired on at Toyota and wow. Um, it was, it's an experience. There was just, when we got hired on, we were in a couple different campuses cause the big one was not built. Um, so it was just getting to learn the Toyota culture too. Um, that's something different than some of the other companies that I've worked with. And in some aspects, our hands were kind of tied because we're the RPO provider as far as what we could do. We looked like Toyota to the outside of the world. We spoke like Toyota employees. We presented ourselves as Toyota employees. However, we were not. And so when it came to some of the things that we could do within like TA and recruiting that normally another company would be allowed to do, we were pretty limited. Um, I'd worked with Taylor and a lot of the times when we're in meetings, and I do this to, the, to this very same day with her and now with you, I sit back and I watch you guys. I listen to the questions that you ask. And like at that time of like, okay, why would she think that? I've learned so much in the past, what, six, seven years that I've worked with Taylor, I've known her just by sitting back and observing. And then she's got a really good, like, people radar and can tell when, like, this is a really great person. So when I know she's like, this is a really great recruiter, then I want to watch what they're doing. I'm not a recruiter. I'm not going that route. But what can I pick up from them that they're doing phenomenally? So I've always kind of looked at anybody around that was either doing a great job um, or maybe not such a great job, but trying to look at like what would their struggles were and pick up something. And especially someone was struggling that was like, let me show you and try to help you a different way. You don't have to do it my way, but I think this might help solve your issue a little bit. Um, but I've always, I'm very observant. And so I just kind of sit back and Okay, so this is how they've approached that situation. All right, mental note, if that happens, then this is what I'm going to do next time. Yeah, you yeah. seem like a sponge, and that's what's so important. Yes. And that, I, I hate to always bring it in office versus remote, but that is what I miss in office because you that's how I learn. And, like, we're all in this pit together and learning from each other. So, you know, like, how what kind of advice can you give someone, because you've worked remotely for a long time, on how can you still be a sponge remotely? And grow. Uh, so you've got in most companies are probably going to have an all hands meeting. Um, so that's when they're going to talk about different things mm -hmm. that are going on in the company. A great way for you to hear um, maybe a different opportunity. Sometimes they might need help with marketing. And our last company would open it up and say, oh, if anyone has some marketing experience, would you like to step up? perfect example for you to raise your hand. Even if you're just unsure, that's a great way for you to test the waters and see is marketing for you, or maybe it's not, but it could be another notch on your belt while you still kind of stay in your lane and you're looking for it. Um, also being remote, you still have to have those meetings and we use uh, Slack. So get in the huddles, have those conversations with people and just hear what's going on in those conversations. And you'll be able to pick up pieces and be like, oh, I heard this. I would love to help with this or, you know, just things like that. Or I don't know if this is going to be true or if this is going to happen anytime soon, but I'd love to throw my name in the ring for that when that approaches. Yeah, yeah. you're very vocal. I love that. Taylor, I have so much, but like, you know her best, right? You, I can't, you, I haven't yeah. heard all of this story, which is great. Um, I would love for you to kind of take this because six to seven years together. I mean, that's a yeah. serious relationship. It is. <laughs> well, and Jessica and I, you know, and I've told you this before, like, we have a unique ability that I've never had with anybody else to truly separate the personal and professional. And it's just a thousand percent 
based on mutual respect. So when we were having this like moment yesterday where I just felt compelled to just tell her like how proud I am of her and how, how much growth I've seen in her and how, you know, like I think Jessica, maybe unknowingly, maybe knowingly she can chime in here. I think she saw in me to align herself with a mentor manager, whatever I may be to her that seeks out opportunities for their, their employees to grow. Like when you're good, I'm like, come here. And I will take you as far as you want to go, wherever you want to go. And I've done that with several other different people. Jess has just been with me in the longest. And these other people, they listen. And I, I know that they're going to know I'm talking about them. But if you're good and you work your ass off and you deliver, I mean, Jessica and I have never had an argument and never had any kind of confrontation at work. And we've given each other feedback both ways. But I, I it's just mutual respect. But I always feel like she again, knowingly or unknowingly, she saw that I'm the type of manager that will like to align with me. I will seek out opportunities for my people because I ultimately, that's how I get my, that's how I, I was going to say something like real inappropriate, even though we're unfiltered. So I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> well, um, that'd be really bad. Yeah. No. So I'll tone it down. It's like, that's how I get my jollies is like, <laughs> is the wins that my, my people, like my tribe, my, my people that you've seen and you've taken under your wing, they get. And like, like I'm saying the growth I've seen in Jessica, the confidence I've seen in Jessica, Jessica didn't always want to show up to meetings and talk to CEOs and run that by herself. But I think the other thing that I've done and specifically with Jessica is I trust her so much that I've got her to a place where she trusts herself now. Like uh -huh. she, there were moments where she didn't trust herself, but I trusted her enough to do it. I'm like, you got this, you got to do it. And it's over time built up this confidence that is just like groundbreaking. I was reading that book again, you know, keep reading the bet on yourself. And so much of it is like aligning yourself with people that seek out their opportunities and truly want to see other people win. And I think Jessica, again, you know, you can speak to if that was a strategy or just luck, but Jessica knows I want to see her win, whatever that may be, whatever, whether it's staying with me to do whatever I do, or it's go off and do her own thing. But I also have tested her boundaries and her comfort levels and like pushed her. And I think she's probably, I don't know, maybe grateful for it. Maybe like was fun <laughs> you at the moment, but I know she's built up this confidence because she had this level of trust in me that sometimes she didn't even feel in herself, you know? Yep. So Jeff, let, let's have your, your, your moment to shine here. I mean, throughout, right. But like yes. what, what, like, so now you're, you've, you've met Taylor and you have so many different career paths ahead of yeah. you and even behind you. So how did you navigate those waters again, from starting as more as a, you know, a recruiting coordinator. And then now where are you at? Like, let's keep talking about your journey. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Um, so, so like I said, Toyota, we were kind of a little tied, um, but at review yeah. time, Taylor had sat down, went over everything and she was like, what do you want to do? Um, and I had just said, well, there's not much that I feel like I can do within our space, um, but I would love to take on any additional projects. We were starting like pre-screening questions. Um, there was a shout out to our sponsor, Recruit CRM, for today's podcast. They are on a mission to help recruitment agencies grow their business with cutting edge recruitment technology. Ooh, I'd love to hear that. Here's a cool stat shared by Avisio, a hyper growth French recruitment agency who have been using Recruit CRM for more than two now, two years. Here we go. Who have been using Recruit CRM for more than two years now. Maxime Cohedent, their co-founder, says they have 
saved four plus hours and seamlessly engaged with four times candidates every week using their ATS plus CRM. So with Recruit CRM, you can save hours from your recruitment workflow, achieve higher efficiencies, and even scale your revenue. Ooh, I love to hear that. So don't forget to check out all they have to offer. Find them on LinkedIn or just visit their website, recruitcrm.io. They offer a zero commitment free trial. So make sure you're signing up and trying out all their features. The link is definitely below. Talk of maybe possibly helping in an HR aspect if mm -hmm. If she could, but she was very limited and very honest with me, but even was like, we will try, like, let's try to get you a team lead title. I want that for you. I think that's what you need. May not come with a pay raise, but was like brutally honest with me and not in a really bad way, but just honest of like, these are the things I would love to be able to give you, but we can only do so much with it. And I said, great, let's just go with it. I'll, I will take the little bit that I can get. Um, yeah. And Taylor is truly the first manager that's never let me down with anything without a project like personal like nothing like that her word is her word what she says Thank she's you. gonna do um mm -hmm. for it so it's, it's one of those things it's it's huge yeah and the fact that it's very unique with us too how she said we've had some we've had some intense personal conversations personal conversations and called the out, not called each other out on it, but just had observations or we knew someone had said something and it was like, okay, you're in a better headspace. Let's, let's talk about this now. Yeah. We've also had some tough conversations professionally too. Um, I haven't always been the perfect employee under Taylor. I have an incredible, like my number one hugest mistake as an RC, I feel is falls under my realm with Taylor. And that is something that I will never forget. I see your eyes. Like, I feel like, like you're trying to like figure it out. Like, but I, as soon as it happened and I realized it, I had sent her a text message and profusely apologized. And I had called her because it was an error, but it was also, it was a bad error because I was coming on board and the people before were making errors. And then here I come in and made, I attached the wrong candidate resume. Same, so there were two candidates by the same name, but it was the wrong resume to the CEO. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Okay. And his admin caught it. So not the best look. And I was still really new. And trust me, I was mortified. That is like my number one thing that I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but that was pretty early in our career. And we've been able to move forward. It's all about how, and I also know I'm the person, I'm human, I'm going to make mistakes, but I will 1000% own it. I'm not going to make any excuses for you of why I didn't get it done. I, I will say, yeah, so sorry. I dropped the ball, whatever it is, um, yeah. with it. And I love Ryan, that, by the way. Yeah. yeah just, thank you. I want, want yeah. to take the moment because, like, as the listeners, like, this is a huge deal because you can make excuses for days as to why something happened. And I think sometimes it feels good. Like, hey, oh, my, my, my daughter was sick and I wasn't able to do this. I'm so sorry. That's my bad. Like you can still have your excuse, tell your why, because I know like sometimes you like want to hold on to that why, but you have to own up to what you did in order to move forward. And I think that goes back to the respect. Um, and that's super important, I think, to navigate even in your own career and to take on different roles you don't even know existed. You have to be very straightforward and constantly have that respect and know like, okay, Justin's got this. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, what role she's got it. And I, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Now. And she didn't even make an excuse for you. She just was like, I fucked up. Like, she didn't even tell me. She's just like, I fucked up. And I was like, 
Okay. Shit. What happened? But she knows that accountability goes all the way with me. It's not about like the mistake. It's how you recover. And Jess yeah. always, she will always take accountability if she makes a mistake. And it's never, that's why we've never had any like strife because it's like, Hey, you're human. We make mistakes. How do we fix it? And I, I think the, one of the things that it, all of our listeners need to hear that Jessica does really well, but that anybody can do is she has, approaches everything, whether it's with you, Brianna or me or anybody that she's working with, how can I make your life easier? Yeah. Like, how can I make your life easier? And that is the energy that will take anybody very far in their career. How can I make your life easier? How can I contribute to the bottom line? Like we were just talking about in the previous episode. It's like, that's, that's one of those things that when we talk about the stuff that Jessica has done, that could be applicable to any role, always go to your leaders. What can you do to make their life easier? What can you take off their plate? Be raising your hand, asking questions, but, and seeking to understand, but also taking on new things that are scary as shit for you. But if you know that you'll figure it out, Go figure it out, you know? And I think it's really great that you have this trust in us, Brianna, and we have it in you. And it's like a, it's all mutual trust and mutual respect that like, I think you could probably say at this point, Brianna, that like, if Jessica says, hey, I've never done this before, but I'll get this shit done, that you're like, okay. Oh, well, yeah. You know that. I'm sleep on that. Yeah. yeah I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. I think what's really cool about just um, talent perch and diversity, like, you know, really all of our brands is that we do think outside the box and um, you, you Taylor and, and Jessica, you're too really a huge component in that because we do think bigger. We do think differently. Um, and strategic is always on your mind. Process is always on your mind. How does that look, you know, in five years from now, which is crazy. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's so interesting. So I know we're like, it, we're over time, but we just have to get to these goodies because Jessica, you like, again, you've had such an interesting career. Talk about right now, you know, what yes. are able to do now that really other people can be like, oh my God, I didn't know that was a job. Okay. Yeah. So right now I am so far removed from being a recruiting coordinator <laughs> and I absolutely love the mini hats that I wear. So thank you both ladies. Uh, I help with the podcast. So I am kind of behind the scenes. Um, booking guests, doing all the social media. I also do, which is a huge chunk in something new, uh, greenhouse implementations for our clients. So as they are reaching out to us for an RPO provider, and if they don't have an ATS system, then we work with them to get that set up. And I'm the main point of contact between greenhouse and our clients, and I build that out for them. So from the beginning interview stage to the offer stage, all of the little nuances, like pre-screen questions, anything like that, it also includes your policies and procedures. Um, so writing up all of those documents so that you, when we're done, you have a step-by-step -step process of how to run your TA team seamlessly and also how to use your ATS seamlessly and make it work for you. Because not everyone's a fan of an ATS, but it's let me show you all the cool features that you can do in here. Um, so I do that. I've also helped a lot with um, writing content for our website, for the station descriptions. Um, we had ThriveNet. There's just a bunch of different things that we've been involved in that I, I love. Um, I help with the master class too. Yeah. We run the behind the scenes that I do a lot of behind the scenes here um, with it, but I absolutely love it. My hands in so many different pots and it gives me the opportunity to know more about the different lines of business, the different people we interact with. And it always gives me an opportunity to add something to my repertoire later on that like, Ooh, that sounds so much fun. I don't have the bandwidth right now to be able to do that, but I'm going to make a note that I want to help with that later on. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want to talk about the build real quick. I think you let's spend a little more time on that shit is incredible. You know, like that was something that wasn't a service of talent purchase. We didn't offer it, but Jess and I have done enough of that stuff. It was like, okay, well, I got this. We got this. You're doing this with me. I know you got this. And I mean, it's just, it's a revenue stream for us. It's something that every company, in my opinion, needs, should get. It's like, it's, it's a turnkey system by the time you get it because people don't really know what goes into all of that and i think that's really cool that we found a lane for jessica in her role as a strategic project leader to contribute to the bottom line in a completely new way than we'd ever had before at talent perch in a different service that i've never seen offered anywhere else so much so that when we're at inc 5000 people are like hey we see you guys did this and wanted to see how you guys advertise that you do this you know it's yeah, like a thing <laughs> it's, it's a thing that's like catching on and i'm like that's incredible like it gives me chills talking about it because that's i mean we created a lane that didn't even exist and that also contributes revenue to the company. And when you think about a few years ago, you were an RC role to what you're doing now and all of those things that you listed off, this being just one of them. So I think it just, it should give everybody hope out there that like you can, you can create your own path. You can create your own lane, especially if you, you align with leaders that are like, mm -hmm. Yes, go for it. We want to see you succeed. We want, you know, whatever it is, if you build it, they will come, you know, like go do your thing. And I think that that's, that's incredible. So I wanted to just really touch on the build and all that goes into that and how strategic and difficult and how many different moving parts there are and what all goes into that. And Jessica runs that completely independent right now. Yeah. And how much you actually have these, <laughs> all these little things. Branded. <laughs> but I mean, like when people want to hire, they're like, okay, great. Um, I need to post a job and now I'm going to just interview them. The process that is really put behind it to be seamless and to actually give a good candidate experience, actually, you know, hire more than one person. You have to have that. Like you can't skip that part. Many people skip that part. And so that's really cool to see you do. Um, and then what I hear too is, is, you know, you have to, one, speak up. You have to be mm -hmm. heard. We have to see you. We have to hear you. There might be some, you might be that person who is so badass at your job, but no one hears you or sees you. And I think that that's the whole theme that I've listened to, Jessica, on just how you've really made it and how you've, again, made your own lane, which is so mm -hmm. interesting. It's so, uh, it's just so cool. Um, and yeah. one more thing to touch on, because this is definitely, I think, a problem for a lot of people is how you speak up and say, if I have the bandwidth. Because there's one thing to volunteer for projects. Like I know someone who would volunteer for projects all the time. Like, cool. Well, little did you know, she's volunteering for projects in every single department. And now she's not getting any of them done. And yeah. now it's like, you're doing the opposite effect. You like it, you looked good for a second and now you just look like you drop balls everywhere, you know? And so Jessica, how do you also be realistic with yourself and speak up? It's taken me some time to be able to say, no, I, I cannot do that right now. Um, it really has. I was always the person that like, especially before I had kids, oh, I don't have kids. I can come and work early. I can work overtime. Like I've, I've got this, you know, um, now it's, it's a little bit different, but yeah, you, um, you just have to go for it. Like really? Yeah. Um, 
But do you have a system? I mean, like, do you have like a list of all of your projects you're supposed to be done and, and like when the deadlines are? So you can be like, hmm, can I pencil this in or can I, I do? So I have it written down and I, mental notes in here and I have folders <laughs> too um, with it. But I know, especially at this point in with Cognito uh, or with our clients and what we've got going on, I've just learned to say, okay, I need to be able to push back a little bit because if I look at my calendar and I've started blocking off times to have working focus times because it started to be too many projects at once. And so I have that and then it gives me a good idea if I get tasked with another one how big of a puzzle piece that is, and then how can I fit that into my puzzle piece? And I do absolutely hate saying no, but the way I do is, you know what, thanks so much for thinking of me to help with that project, but at this time, I just don't have the bandwidth to be able to sit in and assist. Um, I will keep you posted if that changes, or if you just want a quick set of eyes to be able to look over something, happy to schedule a quick phone call to go over it, but I just do not have the bandwidth to really either be the main point of contact, be the 50, you know, 50% of it, whatever it is. But yeah, just again, always saying thank you first that they thought of you because that they could have went to somebody else. And I feel like when you say thank you, it's more than likely they're going to come back to you and ask you again, especially because you're being honest. Yeah. Well, I was going to add to like, I think the growth I've talked about seeing in Jessica's confidence, but I think it's, it's totally a confidence thing too, that like, she doesn't feel like she has to say yes to everything because she doesn't want to do exactly what you talked about, Brianna, with the person that took on too many things and then drop balls. It's like being realistic with yourself and the confidence to say no and know that your job is not in jeopardy just because you say no and you don't have the bandwidth, you know, it's a confident, like I'm so confident in the work and what I contribute here that I know that if I say, no or don't say yes to every project i'm not going to lose my job or it's not going to be a poor reflection on me you know it's yeah. just i think i've seen her confidence just come miles in all these years and to where she is now i think it's in it's in a it it's probably feels empowering and it's definitely a confidence thing for her to be like i know i bring value to this organization i know what i deliver on and i know you know that's not realistic for me to be able to do that and this and do it effectively mm -hmm. and i think that's like a confidence thing that i've seen in her I love that. And you know what? You've inspired a new episode, so let's write this down. But I think what would be great is how do you still move up in an organization, but be able to say no and not feel bad about it? You know, because like, I think people think I'm going to work myself to the bone. I'm going to be seen. I'm going to be heard. Uh, everyone's going to see all my great work, but you're drowning. You're miserable. Your, your mental health goes down. It's such a thing that happens, but you seem to be navigating that really well. So that's very impressive. Love that. Thank you. It's taken me some time. Um, yeah. And I've had to I've had to pause a few times and be like, okay, my mental health is not where it's at right now, so I need to be able to step back. Um, but again, it's just kind of I guess as you come of age, you know, you just kind of you learn those things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, come of age. I'm thinking like a quinceanera. Yeah, <laughs> time for a party. Oh my god, uh, this has been this has been definitely a longer episode, but there's so many great nuggets in here, Jessica. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thank you thank for you knowing both. her. <laughs> You're watching your work relationship. <laughs> no, it, it's been so great. And I also think that um, this is, this would have been a great episode anyways if layoffs weren't happening, if the talent teams are always the first to let go. But this is just anyone. It doesn't have to be from a recruiting world on how you can transition and make your own lane, make your own happy place, you know? Pivot. Um, yeah. That's the pivot. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's great. And work ethic and attitude wins every single time. I love that. every single time. All right, Jess, hit it with the broke to bus tip. 
Okay. So my broke to boss tip is don't wait to be tasked with the project. Go and be proactive. You want to grow your career? You have to push yourself and be proactive <laughs> and ask. You may not get a yes, but you asked, and now they know that you're interested. So maybe next time you might get, instead of getting a no, you might get a yes. Yeah, get tagged in. Love Don't that. Stop Never asking. ask. Don't yeah. stop asking. I love it. Love that. Whew. Well, this is oh, super fun. Guys. I could go all day. I know. <laughs> this is really, really fun. Yeah. So, Jay, Jess, thanks so much for coming on. And thank you to all our listeners. And make sure you guys subscribe, leave reviews, all that good stuff that we talk about. We'd love to hear from y'all. Reach out to Jessica if you'd like to hear more about her story. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next Bye. Tuesday. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.